0: Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman, and I'm going to be taking you guys on a solo episode once again as Tommy continues to get back to full health. He should be back on Monday. So any of you who have been missing his lovely voice on these podcasts uh, should look forward to seeing him come back soon. Uh, but that being said, I do have a fun episode for you guys today. The Blues took on the Dallas Stars last night and won 4-1 to one in another convincing victory uh, despite the circumstances. Um, so I'm going to be getting into that, talking about Once again, sort of the goalie controversy as Charlie Lindgren continues to look like a starting quality goaltender for the St. Louis Blues. Um, And then I'm going to be talking about the COVID situation for the NHL and just sports leagues in general, as it really seems like we are uh, flashing back to March 13th of a couple years ago when um, all the leagues started going into chaos. So I'm going to be talking about all that and more. But first, I wanted to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Omaha Stakes. The holiday is right around the corner or the holidays are right on the corner, I should say. And finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. So go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. All right, without further ado, lots to talk about today. Uh, the St. Louis Blues took on the Dallas Stars last night um, in the second matchup of a home-and-home. Home. In the first matchup, they won 4-1. to one. And in the second matchup, they said, hey, that was pretty fun. Let's uh, let's do that again. Um, and it's interesting. It was kind of a similar style game, too, uh, besides the, the early lead from Dallas in the first game. Um, a lot of back-and-forth hockey between the two teams, um, but the Blues just really did a good job of limiting high-danger scoring chances. And, you know, it wasn't really until a late third-period push that the Stars even produced consistent offense. I think they had less than 20 shots on goal up until the final 10 or so minutes of the game which is you know anytime you can do that is huge um just you know for your goaltenders that's something i've been talking about a lot lately is yeah i do agree that the backup goalies for the blues have been performing really really well and um have been doing good things but uh the moral of the story is the defense of the st louis blues has been playing their best hockey uh, of the season and we saw that again last night against the dallas stars um but we also saw a couple other familiar faces that have been sort of the heroes of this, um, this stretch of injuries and COVID absences continue to step up and play well. And one of those guys is Logan Brown. Um, Logan Brown is a guy that was picked 11th overall a couple years back, never really fit in in Ottawa. You know, we traded him for Zach Sanford who as everybody knows is sort of the scapegoat or was the scapegoat of the blues last year. So expectations were super low on Logan Brown coming in. I don't even think a lot of people, including myself, really pegged him as an NHL guy this season. Uh, just due to the forward depth that the Blues have, uh, but all of a sudden, you know, he comes up a couple games ago and just immediately establishes a presence. You know, getting goals, getting assists, but more than that, just playing the body and really fitting into Craig Ruby's scheme uh, tremendously well. And we saw that last night with his first goal. Pareko fires a slap shot wide, uh, and Brown uses his big frame to sort of body off the defender and just uh, muscle his way to the front of the net and just you know power in a, a dirty, greasy goal, which is what the Blues are kind of famous for, or we're famous for. Um, and the, and that cup run was just, you know, creating something out of nothing and, and getting those garbage goals. And Logan Brown has been one of the best, if not the best guy at producing those opportunities over the past few weeks, um, since his addition to the lineup. So he puts the blues up one, nothing early, uh, great goal there. You know, really happy to see that. Um, always want to get the first goal. The blues didn't do that in the first matchup against Dallas. Um, and then later on, you know, late, late in the second period, um, Vladimir Tarasenko continues his hot stretch of play as of late and gets his first of two goals of the night, his 10th goal of the season on sort of an innocent looking wrist shot. Um, scramble out front, you know, Tarasenko comes away with it and just fires, fires it on net quickly. And, uh, hope didn't really see, seem to know what was coming. Um, just again, a, sort of a greasy goal, you know, puck battle out front. Uh, Tarasenko was the first one to scoop it up and without hesitation, just fired it on net and beat the goalie. Um. Another exciting goal there for the Blues, you know, putting up to nothing. Um, really, really good to see, especially considering earlier in the season, we see, we saw them give up those late period goals frequently, um, backbreaking goals. And to see the, the script flipped a little bit and have the Blues be on the, the scoring side of one of those last minute goals in a period is, is nice to see. Um, third period was pretty back and forth for a while. Uh, not a whole lot of uh, strong momentum either way. And then Robertson continues his strong season for the Dallas Stars, uh, getting a goal off of a rebound. You know, nothing you can really do there if you're Charlie Lindgren. You could, you could say that the defense of the Blues did a, did a poor job of controlling the rebound and controlling the guy out front. But, you know, those goals are going to happen. Uh, just a loose puck. Uh, found Robertson's stick, you know, right place, right time. Lindgren couldn't really do anything. I wasn't too upset seeing that goal. Obviously, you know, two to one. Is, is a tough position to be in anytime they always say two goal leads is the most dangerous one in hockey so um to have you know that goal go in it was definitely a bit of a concern uh off the bat you know worrying that the blues were going to fall into some of their traps that they've seen earlier in the season uh of giving up leads but not only did they not give up the lead they continue to pour it on earning themselves a power play where who but vladimir tarasenko uh scored sort of a vintage goal a great pass from tory krug sort of a slap pass to buchnevich who makes a wonderful cross-ice pass of Vladimir Tarasenko who just fires it past a sprawling Holtby into the top of the net. Um, puts the Blues up 3-1. That Russian connection for the St. Louis Blues has been undeniably special. You know, the Tarasenko's first goal. Vladimir Tarasenko from Pavel Buchnevich and Ivan Barbashev. That is a combination of of names that we've seen on goals like pretty much, you know, twice a game for the past 2 weeks. Every single time, um that we've really needed a goal. It's been that line that's stepped up and, and done a really good job of producing. And they did so once again, uh, Bucinavich with that great pass to Tarasenko, who I continue to stress is loving this line. And I would not be surprised to see that trade request sort of uh, not as um, not as urgent for him as it used to be now that he's um, happy playing with Buchnevich and you know, So I hope that's the case. And then Barbashev comes away with a 4-1 to one empty net goal to really seal the deal for the St. Louis Blues. Uh, like I said the Russian connection has been spectacular Um, I'm gonna talk about Ivan Barbashev and that whole line a little bit more in the
1: second segment but just deploying Ivan Barbashev in a more offensive
0: role this year has been doing wonders for the St. Louis Blues Um, they sort of used to use him as a two-way forward which he is capable of doing um, but it definitely limited his offense and this year they're sort of letting him run free a little bit more on the offensive end and it's doing wonders he's having a career year up to 11 goals already Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what that line can do moving forward but before i get into that i want to tell you guys about omaha steaks every time i bring this up i say that steak is my favorite food and that's because it's true um but one thing is it's a pain in the ass especially being a college student is steaks are kind of expensive um but if you want to get yourself a really good deal on a whole lot of steaks and other stuff you got to check out omahasteaks.com the holidays are right around the corner and finding a perfect gift is tricky omaha steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter code NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, chicken breast, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use code NHL, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steak burgers free with your order. We've heard all the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code NHL. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks, incredible flavor, incredible value, and, and that's all 100% guaranteed. So go to omahasteaks.com and enter keyword NHL. Before we get back in today's episode, I gotta tell you guys about a classic sponsor and that is Built Bar. This holiday season, you can grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar, Built Bar. Filled with so many, so much holiday goodness, Rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein, you get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors to choose from, you'll have a hard time choosing. Will it be raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie? It, it's, it's an impossible decision. Because it's the season of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite Bilt Bar to family parties because people are so passionate about their favorite flavor, they'll fight for it, and things could get out of hand. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. You can dip your Bilt Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little bit. Give your beverage that extra bit of Bilt Bar flavor. Plus, the Bilt Bar gets all melty and tasty. It's so delicious. So go to Bilt.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. And you'll get 15% off your order. Remember, that's Bilt.com. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. All right, so the Blues have continued to have success despite the circumstances and one of the biggest names or some of the biggest names that i will be talking about this segment are Ivan Barbashev, Vladimir Sharysenko, Pavel Buchnevich, and Charlie Lindgren. Obviously, a bit of a weird transition between the three forwards and that goalie, but I'm going to spend the first half of this segment talking about that Russian line, and then second half sort of talking about the quote-unquote goalie controversy that the Blues find themselves in right now. Um, talking about the those three Russians, it's it's so fun to watch them on any given night. Um, you know, Baruby is a guy that really likes to play with his lines and, and mix... Forward lines up. Um, he's you know shown no hesitation to do that in the past, and I honestly can't remember a period where you know he's stuck with a line as long as he has this uh, Barbashev, Tarasenko, buchnevich line. You know, um, given the circumstances, you, you'd assume that with the lack of forwards and stuff, that maybe those three would be broken up. But Ruby's doing a great job of keeping them together, and they are doing a great job of proving why they deserve to stay together. Um, like I said in the first segment, any given night, you know, you look at you look at the the goal sheet and you're pretty much guaranteed to find some combination of Pavel Buchnevich, Ivan Barbasov, and Vladimir Tarasenko all coming together for a goal, you know, one passes to another who passes to another who gets the goal. It's it's seeming it's like clockwork for the Blues. Um, and you know having a line that that's that, that's that dominant is only going to do wonders for them down the line when their forward group gets even more healthy. Um Because right now, you know, that line is pretty easy to take as the primary focus. If you're playing the Blues, you can look at that line and say they've been the strongest line for them. Uh, How do we shut them down? And, you know, they still haven't figured it out, even with that being the primary focus. So when this team gets closer and closer to full health, you know, Robert Thomas coming back, Jordan Cairo coming back, um, et cetera, et cetera, it's only going to be more difficult for teams to stop the Blues forwards, especially that line. Um, Ivan Barbashev has had a huge breakout season for the Blues so far. Uh, like I said, sort of a middle six guy in his previous seasons, you know, used a little bit more defensively. Um, and then this season, all of a sudden he's come forward as an amazing offensive player alongside Buchnevich and Tarasenko. But
1: I've said it before and I'll say it again. You know, Pavel Buchnevich
0: is the heart and soul of the Blues offense um, and especially that line. He is the engine that drives that line and drives the Blues offense. Um, he's a great shooter, a great passer, great on the puck, really strong, really physical. You know, there really isn't a knock for his game offensively. Maybe he's not the most, like, super skilled guy. You know, we saw him on that penalty shot try to go for a little bit of a Forsberg move, just missed. Um, but he just dominates with the puck. You know, reminds me of sort of a, a poor man's Alex Ovechkin at times, just when with the difficulty... That opponents have of getting him off the puck but then you know he also throws these beautiful passes that just you don't you don't think you'd see out of a guy like Pavel Buchnevich like a, a big you know passionate aggressive forward you'd think he'd be a little bit more of a type of guy to skate with his head down and just barrel towards the net but all of a sudden he throws these gorgeous threading the needle tape the tape passes that just you know make my jaw drop um and it sets up easy goals for his opponents Vladimir Tarasenko had two goals last night that, you know, really came off of good plays by Pavel Buchnevich especially that second one. Um, it's just so hard to anticipate a cross-ice pass like that from Buchnevich So when it gets, you know, when it gets completed as easily and as fluidly as it does, Tarasenko has one of the easiest scoring chances he'll ever have. Um, and that's all thanks to Pavel Buchnevich just really driving the offense and just creating opportunities for his opponents or his, not plays his opponents, his team, his linemates, um, he's like the perfect example of a guy that makes his his teammates better um and it's not just with his play on the ice like I've said before I've stressed it a lot when you see a guy like Pavel Bucnevich, uh you know working as hard as he does at any given point in the game whether it's right at the beginning when you're maybe feeling a little bit sluggish trying to get up to full speed and all of a sudden you see Bucnevich come to the bench you know sucking wind uh looking like he just you know skated a five minute shift whatever what have you um it's good motivation or whether it's the end of the game and you're feeling a little tired when all of a sudden Bucinevic goes out there you know flying like it's his first shift of the night um, making plays happen left and right you know it's inspiring for the rest of the team to see that uh play out of him so you know I I, I could talk about those three all day um and I've honestly kind of done that because I do I did want to talk about the goalies in the second segment so I'm going to start that right now and then continue that in the second segment but um yeah I am so psyched to see that forward group continue to grow and build chemistry this season. And I think, you know, come playoff time, uh, if that group is still together, it's going to be a really, really difficult task for opponents to slow them down. That being said, the Blues sort of have a difficult task ahead of them. And that is determining when to take Charlie Lindgren out because right now he is off to the greatest start by a goaltender in Blues franchise history. He is 5-0-0. I think he has like a 960 save percentage and a 1.0 goals allowed average he has been a Vesna caliber goalie in the last five games obviously a very very small sample size but you know there's it's one of those things where you, you got to ride the hot hand and even with Binnington healthy last night the Blues still went with Lindgren and you know you, you assume that maybe last night that was a little bit more on Binnington just because he's coming back from COVID they want to get him up to full speed but moving forward you know the 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 question was raised to Berube last night um after the game how do you pull Lindgren out when he's playing as well as he is. And Ruby said, I don't know. That's going to be something we're going to have to figure out. But, you know, if I'm the St. Louis blues right now, I don't know if I can take Charlie Lindgren out of the cage um, with the way that he's been playing. It's a little worrisome, you know, for morale, if Bennington gets back and fully healthy and he kind of loses a little bit of that, uh, a little bit of the the control he had over the goaltending position. Um, I don't think it's going to be a situation where we see Lindgren as the starter, you know, for the remainder of the season and into the playoffs, but as of right now, how, how can you take him out? How can you look at his stats over the last five games and say, you know, yeah, this is a guy that belongs in the AHL, or even this is a guy that belongs to the backup position until he proves you wrong. You gotta, you gotta stick with him. Uh, we've seen that done by a lot of teams in the past, especially in the playoffs, you know, the year that the Capitals won the cup, Braden Holpie started out on the bench for them. So it, it's really a thing where you got to ride the hot hand with goaltending and you hope that Jordan Binnington would be understandable. Um, if he's benched a little bit to, to you know have Charlie Lindgren continue to dominate like he has been. Um, but the flip side of that is Charlie Lindgren did start out this season as the fourth string goalie for the St. Louis Blues. So um, there is a likely chance that he sort of falls back down to earth and you know isn't as dominant and successful as he was. But that's not a guarantee right now because he, like I said, has gotten off to the best statistical start in franchise history for a Blues goaltender. Obviously, limited sample size, um, and the defense has been playing a lot better, which has definitely assisted in that, but he has stolen games. It, it hasn't just been like, oh, you know, he's playing well, he's doing this, he's doing that. He, may, he makes some huge saves at huge uh, opportunities for opponents that really keep the Blues in the game and gives the Blues a chance to win. So, you know, if I'm the St. Louis Blues, on one hand, I'm looking at the situation and you know smiling and saying oh heck yeah you know we found a we found a diamond in the rough in Charlie Lindgren that can clearly win us some games but on the other hand is you have a really difficult decision on your hand with a guy like Jordan Binnington, who has consistently been you know a top 10 goalie in the league for the Blues this season has you know made an argument for being the starting goalie for Team Canada you know this it's really hard to look at a guy like Jordan Binnington and, and say yeah you're not the guaranteed starter right away especially considering you know he It was out of his control. He went down with COVID. It's not like Lindgren battled him for the spot and earned it. Bennington was down for the count, and Lindgren just came in and took the opportunity. So it's definitely going to be a little weird seeing what the Blues do moving forward, but I can't really foresee a circumstance where they just go back to the bennington Huso pairing as long as Lindgren is having as much success as he is. And I don't know what Huso's injury is. I don't know how long-term it is, so maybe Lindgren stays around as the backup, which would be great for the Blues. But as of right now, I... I wouldn't hesitate to call Charlie Lindgren the starter. Um, it's tough, you know. Like I said, with a guy like Jordan Bennington, and maybe it sort of turns into a one A one B situation where they're a little bit more comfortable giving Lindgren some extra games and saving Bennington's health and his and his uh, you know energy for the playoffs. Especially considering he is coming back from COVID, and that's been known to sort of you know reduce guys' wind a little bit. It makes it a little bit harder to stay you know consistently uh, energized throughout an entire game. So. It could be a good opportunity for the Blues to sort of ease Minnington back into the starting spot, but for the time being, it's a great problem to have, and I look forward to seeing Lindgren continue to rock that handlebar mustache in between the pipes for the St. Louis Blues because it's been so fun to watch him play. I think the team loves playing in front of him. Um, it's it's been a really fun seven-game point streak for the St. Louis Blues coming out of the most precarious circumstance that they've dealt with since I've been a fan playing with 17 skaters, playing with emergency backup goalie, whatever, what have you, this has been unprecedented. And not only have they suffered with the task, they have completely um, shaken up what this roster, what we thought this roster would look like with guys like Logan Brown and Charlie Lindgren, maybe even Dakota Joshua and Nathan Walker, you know, fighting for spots at this midseason mark. Um, lots to look forward to. And we're going to have it covered for you here. On the Locked On Blues podcast, but before we get into the third segment, sort of talking about COVID's impact on the league and the Olympics and my fears uh, moving forward, I do want to tell you guys about our good friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all your sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. And receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive that bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC. Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts, and I'll be right back with the last segment of today's episode. All right, so literally as I was doing that ad read, another NHL game gets postponed. Uh, Leafs-Canucks postponed tonight. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but I know a couple of teams have already, you know, canceled all hockey activity till after the holidays. Um, it's getting scary out there. It's getting real familiar. Um, it's, it's worrisome for sure. Uh, you know, obviously right off the bat, the Olympics, something that I was really looking forward to, something that I think a lot of players were looking forward to in the league as a whole, you know, was looking forward to um, is definitely up in jeopardy. And the, they were talking about in, imposing a three to five week quarantine. If you go to the Olympics and you're symptomatic, which many players have said and rightfully so that they can't do that. They can't risk going to the Olympics, you know, get either uh, interacting with someone who tests positive, testing positive themselves and then missing a full month of the NHL season upon return. That's just not something that players want to do. And I think it's definitely been tough for them. We've seen guys pretty much dance around the question and say, you know, oh, depending on what the the um, the final rules are, you know, I'm going to think about it. But guys that were, you know, gung ho about going to the Olympics and stoked to go are now more hesitant. And rightfully so. That's even if the NHL allows teams to go to the Olympics, uh, which I wouldn't be surprised to, to have them to see them you know, make a decision on that in the, in the coming days about, you know, saying, sorry, we can't, we can't risk doing that. You know, we've already postponed too many games. We can't afford a three week bake. We can't afford all of our players going over to China. Um, and risking getting exposed, I would not be surprised to see the NHL make a a hard ruling on the Olympics sooner rather than later if the COVID situation continues to spiral like it is. Uh, That being said, the Olympics are far from the only thing in jeopardy right now as the NHL itself is dealing with a huge outbreak across every team pretty much. Um, Obviously, the Blues were a little bit ahead of the curve, uh, having a lot of their guys go down with COVID in the weeks leading up to this week but now all of a sudden you've got teams that literally have their entire roster uh, in COVID protocol.
1: I, I don't know
0: off the top of my head what the numbers are, but I know like the Calgary flames um, had four guys, you know, healthy at one point. Uh, the Islanders have had a lot of games postponed. The Bruins right now have, I think like eight or nine guys in protocol. The list goes on and on. Um, and we're seeing games postponed. We're seeing like teams, you know, agree to postpone games for long stretches heading, you know, into after the holidays. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what to expect moving forward because I I think with the Olympic window, that certainly is helpful. You know, with the NHL having an emergency schedule to fill those three weeks with games, uh, if the Olympics do not happen, that would be a good way to make sure that the full 82 game season is played. But it also gets to the point where, is this just going to be another season where, you're looking at who was healthy at the right time, who didn't get COVID at the right time, because teams are certainly getting screwed. We saw it with the Blues. Obviously, they were fortunate enough to still have success, but the COVID issues that the Blues dealt with could have very, very easily completely derailed the season over these past seven to, to 10 games. Um, you know, Fortunately, they stepped up to the, to the adversity and, and battled through it, but you know, there are going to be teams out there that aren't aren't so lucky. They're going to lose some really important guys and they're be forced to play through that and they're going to lose five in a row or five out of ten or whatever. And that that's, goes their whole season. And that's just a little disappointing to see. Um, is it ha- COVID having this large of an impact on the NHL season yet again? Um, obviously, you know, the, the Blues have gotten lucky. Uh, I don't even know if they've gotten lucky, but they've they've been fortunate enough to not have it impact them as much as you know some other teams who have been getting games postponed left and right but uh, the fact of the matter is you can't predict this you can't i can't confidently sit here and say oh yeah the rest of the season will be normal who knows you know we could be looking at a situation in a week where every single team is paused and we're looking at how the heck do we resume the season that that is something that has to be considered um and it's Hard to, you know, try to talk about this in a concise segment on a podcast, because like I said, we have no idea what's going to happen moving forward. And it's, it's a little, it's a little worrisome, um, as a hockey fan to know that we might be reaching another, another point where we're just going to have nothing to watch for an extended period of time. Not only that, you know, you worry about the long-term effects Um, on these players, we've seen how it can impact guys coming back. Ryan O'Reilly was definitely super sluggish and slow to come back. I talk about this all the time, you know, outside of just this podcast, but my favorite basketball player, Jason Tatum, uh, has to use an inhaler now during games because he came down with COVID about a year ago. Um, so it's, it's serious. It's affecting these, you know, prime athletes with amazing health and amazing physique and, you know, guys that you would not expect to, uh, have lingering effects, All of a sudden are coming back, you know, taking months and months and months to get back up to full speed and still having lingering effects, taking an inhaler, whatever, what have you. So you just worry that not only are we going to not have hockey to watch, but it could have a long-term impact on the state of this league and some of its players. Um, That being said, you know, you just got to hope for the best and assume that two years into this pretty much that the NHL has has got it figured out. Um, The the lack of cap relief that the Blues have been dealing with has been a little... uh, has been not the greatest indicate indicator that the NHL uh, knows what they're doing, but I do think with the quick postponements and and you know the way that they're going about this, I do think that they're being um, doing a good job of sort of trying to get ahead of the eight ball and not not letting it get too too little too late. Um, it, we're just gonna have to see you know can these. Cause of games can hopefully some increased restrictions, increased testing numbers can uh, help help this this season continue to progress, Um, because I I think it would be a shame. It's been a really good season, not just for the Blues, but guys like Alex Ovechkin having a career year, Uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl continuing to look like, you know, aliens playing hockey with how good they are. Uh, there's so many good storylines this season that it would just be a real shame if, if it got uh, another asterisk next to it due to COVID and all that. But uh can't predict it, like I said. So if you want to stay up to date with that, all that and more, you got to listen to the Lockdown Blues podcast. So make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on because I believe that is all the time I have for you guys today. So yeah, like I said, follow or subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube at Lockdown Blues. Hit that notification bell. That way, whenever a new episode goes live, you can be the first to watch it. Comment all that good stuff. Leave a review if you're feeling so kind. Uh, make sure you make sure you follow all of our socials at Lockdown Blues on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. Follow my Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Oh, look at that. Look at that pristine point. I told you I'd get it one day. I'm pointing right at it. That's amazing. Uh, make sure you follow all of our socials. Like I said. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Josh Hammond NHL, follow Tommy at T 15. Thanks so much for listening. and as always, let's go blues.